Welcome to Backwoods Theology. What we're going to do today is we're going to jump right into our previous episode where we had to stop it because it was so long. And now you can join us as we're right in the middle. So if you've missed last week, make sure you go back to listen to know what we're talking about. Thank you for joining us today on Backwoods Theology. So if this angel delivers this message to this church at Ephesus, speaking of their day and in the first century, how is that not violating Galatians 1, verses 8 and 9? But is, <laughs> is he preaching, is, okay, is Revelation, so is he's writing... What is being taught in Revelation 2, 5, anything that Paul gave unto the church? Okay, but we... To f- that you could fall okay. away, this is, you this need is to why, repent and do your the, first works. Okay, but the righteous man falleth seven times and rises again. Right. So a fall, you know, you, okay, this is not necessarily, in verse 5, a fall from grace, but it is a departure from their first love, right? Okay. So if it's a departure from their first love, him calling on them to repent, you know, to change their ways, change their mind, repent of their... He doesn't say repent of sin, he says Mm -hmm. repent, and then they're called to do the first works. Okay, so I'm just, I'm freewheeling here, but I know that virtue is essentially knowing and doing what is right. It is Mm -hmm. a steadfast mind to please the God who saved us. So to to say return to the first works, return to virtue, and, and again, I can't say there's, that the word virtue is here and the word virtue, but... When he calls them to return to their first works, okay, so if, the, if we're in a Jewish economy, what are the first works that he wants them to return to? Is it observance of the law? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's Revelation. Uh, in Hebrews, where it says, let us labor. Yeah. You and I didn't have to labor for our salvation. We didn't have to labor to go to heaven, but the well, Bible believe... says specifically that they have to labor in order to enter into the rest. I believe, yes, Hebrews 4 is referring to that. Totally well, agree. Jews. Totally agree that what is their, the What is their work that they have to do? It says they have to keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. I believe that is their works that they have to be faithful to. It's by... So hmm. you would even say then that the promise that is made... In verse 7, the promise to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God, that is a promise that is then made to a Jewish believer in the tribulation. Yes. And so all of the accompanying is anything promises, like that given anywhere in the epistles? Well, I mean, but this is also the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the revelation of a time and things that... So there's going to be a lot of new stuff here anyway, new right? material. Um Ooh, that's good. Yeah, so the basis of... So arguing that we haven't heard this before, well, we also haven't been given an appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ before. Like this. But it's revelation. Revelation's going to be new. Which is why I keep going... Maybe maybe I'm just, you know, was it Switzerland here just being neutral? (laughs) (laughs) But can it mean both? You just want us to get along? <laughs> We're getting along just fine. <laughs> no, it's not what, but that's not what I mean. I hear I you. I just... Well, it can't, you can't use the term both because 
it's written to 12 churches that are, right? You either have, you either have, okay. Okay, you, okay, okay. Can't, Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Book of Hebrews. Written to Hebrews. Written to Hebrews. Right. Not to the church. Sure. Okay. Can the church gain truth from Hebrews? Applicable The church truth. can gain truth, but there's not going to be church doctrine. Okay. But applicable truth. Could you apply things from Hebrews? Okay. Sure. Yes. Okay. I believe so. Right. Okay. Even though it's not written to us, it's written to Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Hebrews when? Is it written to Hebrews during Paul's day? Like, can, can a Jew read Hebrews then? Or is it written just to the Jews that are going to be in the future? Well, there were Jews that read Hebrews then. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So, so now we have the church, the Jews then, and the Jews to come, a.k.a. the tribulation. You're talking Hebrews still? Yeah. So now we have Revelation. There are seven churches that literally existed. You can't go to Ephesus now and Which find Which would have been multi-ethnic church. churches. They wouldn't have been exclusively Jewish or Gentile. Yes. But at the same time, represent the church age. Well, represent or are. You know what I mean? Like, that's, there's a difference. Represent okay. or are. That's what we're digging at. Like, is this speaking to... Not not a general theory, but is this actually speaking prophetically of seven church ages? See, I've always or just, is it not? Yeah. You know, is it speaking of seven churches that are in the tribulation? Or is it not? You know, it's not mm-hmm. like we're not because none of us would subscribe to the idea that, well, you know, you have your truth and I have my truth. No, of course it not. either is or it isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're supposed to prove all things, try the mm-hmm. spirit. So this you know, there is a lot this is fun. to chew. <laughs> Because he mentioned everything, not everything, but Jewish in nature with wording. I he will, says it in verse nine. I mean, I'll, he mentions the synagogue. He mentions those that are not Jews, which say they are. In um, chapter two, verse fourteen, he brings up Balaam and right. Balak. Sure, he brings up Jezebel. And in chapter three, uh, uh, he mentions the key of David. I think there's also reference. He mentions to blotting out a name out of the book of life. That's Moses says Jewish. that synagogue yeah. of Satan. Where our uh, names are. So, how about Revelation two ten? Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to Isn't come that endure he that to overcometh the will shall not be heard of the second death. Verse mm-hmm. eleven. That's that sounds like enduring unto the end in Matthew twenty four, verse thirteen. Yeah. But that doesn't have to do with us. You and I don't have to be faithful to the end to get our crown of life. True. 100%. Yeah. We don't have to. Uh, all I'm saying is in each one of these letters mentions are things that are said that are what – it doesn't have anything to do with the age in which we live. So um, then coming back to the Revelation 4 passage – that is, again, conventional dispensational wisdom is that that is the rapture, right? Come up hither. Okay, so in order... Okay, ready? So if he's speaking to churches that are in the tribulation, Jewish churches in the Revelation, chapter 2 and 3, mm-hmm. you go from being in the tribulation, in the Spirit on the Lord's day, to then being out of the tribulation if... Revelation 4.1 is the rapture, right? So, let me look. You see what I'm saying? Is, is our reservation because 
Okay. We we have to still fit the rapture into Revelation okay. 4.1. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying then we don't have to. I don't have to superimpose the rapture. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't need Revelation 4.1 to prove the rapture. Agreed. I don't need it. So then, so then John, who is their companion in tribulation, is goes from being on the earth because that's where the tribulation is. Correct. To being now in heaven. Correct. Okay. And that's all that it is, right? So, well, can I ask you this? Yes. I was just, this is new to me. I'm, uh, this thought. This is brand new to me too. Well, I'm just coming to this belief. I'm, I'm flipping through Revelation just very quickly, just now. And it seems as if, Okay, I've heard you describe Revelation before. It's not a linear line. Right. You know, start to finish, Revelation 1 to Revelation 22. Correct. It's a circle. It's, I think several circles. Okay, it's doing this it most circling back on okay. itself. Would you say, because I just thumbed through Revelation very quickly, it appears as if an, a, a tool or a, a clue to use to show the circle back is this phrase of the verse one of chapter four and after this. But then every time that's found in the book of Revelation, you could do the circle back. It does that before it does the seven trumpets. It does it before it does the seven vials. It does it every time. You know what I mean? Okay, but you can't circle back because the last verse, last word of verse one is hereafter. I will show these things which must be hereafter. Mm -hmm. So after this, right, whatever it is that he's showing them, showing John, are things that are hereafter. Which is what I'm saying, after this. So that's the circle back. Let's go back and it's recircling exactly what it just covered. Right, but after It's now repeating. Okay, repeating is different than after. I because agree. After is a time sensitive I'm just sensitive using term. that. I just thumbed through it very quickly. Yeah, that yeah. seems to suggest that's time to do this motion again. Well, so also like not after this as in linear time. Linear, but, but after, after this, this as this is another another person, another view. Yes. After okay, I also, saw that, now I saw this. Do we understand as well that when prophecy is given, it's not all given at the same time? Yes. For instance. Um, Zechariah 1.1, in the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah. Verse 7, upon the fourth and twentieth day of the eleventh month, which is in the month Sabbat, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah. Same chapter. Same chapter. Different time. Different time, months later. Hmm. Uh, and you can go through Zechariah, well, and it comes in different times. Jeremiah's like that, too. Right, right. Yeah, it's so, so, yeah. so, so it's I not far-fetched what, to think Revelations. What I think we think is, is that when a prophecy is given, the prophecy of Isaiah, it was all given at the same... Do you know why this is, though? It's because we're Westerners. Seriously. Yes. Like, we are very... We're Greeks. Yes. The Greeks seek after wisdom, and yes. for us to see things... Like I know my mental models, and I know sometimes that they are mental models mm-hmm. that they can be broken. So, and, but and so what I, you're saying is, can the after this mean this is now? Well, obviously you know, something is coming. Yes, yes. In a different. Yes. For those of you that are listening, Chad's John circling. is in a different. You know, the Bible tells us where John is when mm-hmm. the first part of the prophecy comes. Mm-hmm. In verse number, where is it? Uh, nine. It tells us where he is. 
Well, then in chapter 4 and verse 1, where is he? The next part of the prophecy is given unto Mm -hmm. him. Um, It's given at a different place, and it doesn't exactly tell us, but it could be given at a different time. Uh, That's an interesting thought. So... And again, can can I step in here and say this? As people are calling their pastors, they're, they're phoning at them. They're just don't, like, don't. Just can I say this? Yeah, this is just what I believe. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I understand it's different. I guess it. it to I'm me, not going to fall on the floor and foam at the mouth yeah, of anybody. Yeah, yeah. It just because guess what? I don't plan on being here. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I hope you don't either. So, so to me, that that reconciles if. This is not seven churches during the church age. Well, then chapter four is the rapture. What do we do if these are churches during the Well, see, here's what I believe. To me, that reconciles it when you understand it. These are seven churches that are in the church age. Verse four. Yes. But John is writing about those churches in a different age. Mm. But they're not New Testament churches. Not then, no. Because they are, the age has changed. Right. They're expressly Jewish churches. They are they are Jewish churches that are and again when we think And they can't be called like church in the sense of body of Christ right, because we, it's, we've gone. Got it, it's gone. When we, yeah. when we use the word church, again, we think of four walls and a steeple and a But I think of the body, Christ's body. Well, I okay. There's two uses of the word church. That I don't believe have anything that I don't believe have to do with the New Testament church, mm-hmm. like Acts seven. Acts seven would yes, be one. I agree to that. Yes. The other I wrestle with is Matthew eighteen. Take it before the church, <laughs> and, um, because well, Matthew. Okay, but Christ could be speaking prophetically there, yes, as he did in Matthew because 16 he said upon when he this said, rock, I will. But he's specifically speaking future tense mm-hmm. there. Um, but there's so many. Re- if you if you re- actually read these, <laughs> if you actually read these seven letters, okay. Um, so help me really, out with the Laodiceans then. Really, um, when you look at the and he that overcometh, look at the reward to he that overcomes. Well, that one is that, really. How do you fit? Yeah. For instance, well, we can fit it if we hyper spiritualize, right? Chapter 2, verse Which 26, and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end. So that means if I don't keep his works unto the end? Okay, but this goes back to perhaps what is our material view of the kingdom in terms of the rewards that are going to be given to um, believers in the church age? Okay, so for example, if a believer, if someone is born again mm-hmm. and they live 25 years after they're saved and they do nothing, they remain a babe, they don't grow, what reward do they have in the kingdom? Mm. Like there's... So you're, connect- you're going to First Corinthians 3. He shall right. suffer loss. Right. Yes. Not loss of salvation. He'll be saved, but yet so as by fire. Yeah. But what? Okay, loss of what? Loss of reward. Okay. It's wood, hay, stubble. Okay. It's been burned up. So are there going to be believers that have 
no reward in the kingdom. I think so. I don't know what yeah, that looks sure. like. Yeah. But what is the reward of faithful believers in the kingdom? Well, we will what? We will rule and reign with him. And so then you come to Laodicea, right? To him that overcometh will I, verse 21 of chapter 3, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Now, we do know that there's 12 thrones that um, the apostles are going to rule uh, in the kingdom of heaven, in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So we know of those 12 thrones, but we also know that what is promised to New Testament believers, um, our thrones will rule and reign with him. Now, personally, I think that that the rulership that is given to the churches, the church um, in this present age, I think it's a spiritual ruling and reigning that replaces the current wicked principalities and powers. That's what I think. Um, I don't think that in the kingdom we get our mansion on a hilltop. I think that this is just me. This is what sure. I believe. Right. I believe that our rulership will mimic the current principalities and powers. So, like, so in in what is the throne? What is the promise made to the Jewish believer in the tribulation in Revelation three twenty one? You know what I mean? Well, can I can I point out a couple other things? Absolutely. Just just real quick. This is good stuff. But this right, is probably right. the best podcast I've ever been a part of. So <laughs> if if we if if this isn't so, we have more work to do mm-hmm. because we really need to change the way we preach and teach because if these are written for us in this church age, and we need to start telling people, your name can be removed out of the book. If you're not, where? whatever whatever it is Show me where that is, again. is um, That's in verse 5 of chapter 3. He mentions blotting out his name. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. I see it. That's not anything. Mm-hmm. That term blotted out is not a New Testament. Moses said that. Right. So... Because when you blot something out, that's the Jewish covering of sin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I write something... Okay, I'm going to make a confession. You don't have to. You can stop anytime. Okay. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. This happened 33 years ago. All right, fair enough. Wow. At Pensacola Christian College. Oh, boy. This is before the scan days where you'd scan your ID. Mm -hmm. If you were going to go off campus, you, um, they had pieces of paper. You had to physically write it out. You had to physically write your name, physically write your student ID number. Slow pass. Physically say where you're going, put the timeout number, time in number. Well, within my first six weeks of being at PCC, I got what is called campused where you could not go off campus for any reason for two weeks. That means you accumulated 75 demerits in the course of six weeks. Well. Congratulations. He says, <laughs> well. <laughs> um, so I am, I just had turned 17 years old. I mean, I, when I went to Pensacola, I was 16 years old. So I'm 17 years old. I just, I'm learning the rules. I don't know what, and I get campused. <laughs> Well, two or three days after that, I didn't, you know, I didn't think anything of it. Two or three days after that, um, 
My friend says, hey, you want to go somewhere? And I said, sure. <laughs> I go down to the desk, write everything out on the sheet and go off campus, not even thinking anything of it. I get back on campus and was telling someone else in the, and they said, aren't you campused? <laughs> the realization. So guess what I did? I went down he to the desk. He blotted his name. <laughs> I found the sheet. I thought I used, you were going to confess. I used about two pens worth of ink. <laughs> and I scribbled over my information until I almost ripped through the page. I mean, that wasn't obvious, right? <laughs> <laughs> I blotted out my name. Okay. But was my name still under there? Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've just covered it up well, with a bunch of scripts. It was redacted. <laughs> Where, you know, all I'm saying is, is that if you read every one of these letters, there are just statements which do not fit this age. Mm. It just, how do we explain this trying to fit it into the age in which we live? Can I then, can I then suggest to us, if, if we're going to say that these are seven churches in the tribulation that and and we see that the doctrine does not fit our age then they cannot be seven churches that existed at the time of John's writing because, because. the doctrine would not fit then either right does that make sense? Right, right. Like, I understand what you're saying. So they can't be, when he says in verse four, four to the seven churches which are in Asia, okay, so it can't, it can't refer to seven churches. It can't be, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So then we- then Okay, we, hang on. <laughs> okay. Verse 11. Yeah. Chapter one. Yeah. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the first and last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. And mm. they list them, right? Right, which is a present tense. Okay. You're going to do this. What thou seest. But the present tense we've established in verse 10 is, what that, is the present tense? That's as what I'm saying. Okay, so what you're saying then is that revelation as a book is given in the future, but we have it right now. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Uh, stinking Disney and the. Can we read Zechariah and say, okay, that's something that's going to happen in the future? Sure, but we can also say it was written at this time in this place. Cannot these seven churches read and see this is what John saw, what thou seest? You see what I'm saying? In other words, you're saying that what we are reading in Revelation 1, verse 4, we are reading something. That is future, but will be present tense upon its... I'm looking at it from the historical standpoint of the physical pinning of John on this book, okay? You see what I'm saying? Do we not also have to look at it like in the book of Hebrews? The book of Hebrews is written in the present tense of things happening presently in the tribulation. The Bible says, but we see Jesus mm -hmm. crowned with glory and honor. How can that be? How can Revelation... Man, I see Jesus all the time. Yeah, yeah, the Lord. yeah. Okay. So uh, then, I'm all right, hyper-spiritualizing. Hold on. But what this means then is that these seven churches of which, to be consistent in our interpretation, the seven churches to which John is writing, 
to which Jesus is speaking to their angels have not existed historically in the past. They haven't. They can't. They didn't exist. Right? Because the doctrine, because of the doctrine, because it's but, Jewish doctrine, not church doctrine. See, I. Mm. But then let's just say we go with that theory. Let's go with the theory, mm. right? Prove all things. You go with the th- then you begin to Revelation one one the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to him to show his servants things which what must shortly come to pass. All right, that squares with that view. And he sent and signify it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. Why? For the time is at hand. Okay? See, one through three of Revelation 1 summarizes the book of Revelation, is what you're saying. What I'm saying is, if... If Revelation 2 and 3 is not written to New Testament churches, then it was never written to New Testament churches. Well, why do we believe starting in chapter 4 it's written? Because doesn't Revelation 1-4 say the whole thing is written unto those churches? Sure, but... So why is 4 on written to the churches? The 2 and 3 And we have no trouble with saying that that's in the future. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm saying... You see I what I'm s- saying? I see... No, maybe not. Okay, okay. Revelation 15. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That's still written unto a uh, to the seven to churches. To the seven churches. According to Revelation 1-4. Do you follow what I'm saying, though? If you're saying that the seven churches are not representative of seven church ages because of the Jewishness of them... Okay. Right? And the doctrine of them, which is Jewish doctrine, neither can it be written to churches that existed in 96 AD because of the doctrine. But that's what I'm saying. But can it be written to them? Like, for their learning Acts and their understanding, when, not necessarily for Okay, the, but not for their. Because, because of. of Stephen's, Stephen's use of the word church in Acts 7 does not fit our New Testament. Definition of the word church. But we would agree that as Stephen's preaching, the kingdom of heaven is still being offered because the Son of Man stands. Correct. Right? Correct. So had had the leaders received Jesus, received the kingdom of God. Correct. It would have ushered in the kingdom of heaven. Correct. And that happened well before AD 96. Correct. So all I'm saying is, is that he's using the word church, which doesn't fit our definition of church. Right. Right? And right. it's it's okay to be used there. Sure. So then... So I don't think it violates anything because the definition of a church during the tribulation period is going to be different than our understanding of it today. Okay, sure. But what I'm saying is that the seven churches... Because does the word church signify doctrine in any way? The word church is just a called out mm-hmm. assembly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't necessarily denote a specific doctrine or belief. Let me ask it this way. It's a call out, it's God's called out assembly, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, in this time, which I believe Revelation 1.10 establishes the time for us, mm-hmm. it's going to be God's called out assembly, which is going to have different doctrine because it's a different age. Sure. 
Let me ask a couple. Can I ask a couple questions? Maybe help because maybe I'm not gathering. Can we can can we get away from asking permission to? Sorry, just ask. I'm going to ask these. (laughs) (laughs) The whole point of this podcast episode is to ask questions. (laughs) All right, at we would agree that John wrote things which he saw, Mm -hmm. and he wrote them having received revelation from the Holy Ghost. He then took pen and ink and wrote upon some medium the revelation of Jesus Christ. Right. He receives, there is a command which he receives, which he is then to write. He's to communicate this to seven churches, right? And those churches are named by their location. Yes. Right. So do do, do you believe that there was in 96 AD... That there were was a church at Sardis, Ephesus, Smyrna. Is he writing to churches, a church at Ephesus that existed in AD ninety six? I would have to say right now. And again, can I just say I, I have this is how I work through things though. So yeah, I believe you're working Reve- through it. You're I not, believe you're in not revelation. You're not kicking back. You're working through. So if we say yes, then what we have to hold to is that there was a a group of Jewish believers in Ephesus in AD 96 that held to doctrine that was different than the church that the Ephesians were to hold to that Paul wrote to them. You know, the letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians, right? For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. Not if they're rightly dividing. So, but then what For you're saying is that there's, there's a Jewish well, church and a Gentile no, church. No, that's, well, no. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is in our Bible, we have the book of Hebrews, which I don't hold to the doctrine of Hebrews because it's for a different age. Right. But what I'm saying but is- But can't, okay. Can, can I be Josh Lovelace at Ephesus Baptist Church and I get a letter from Paul and the book of Ephesians and I'm told blah, 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 blah. Okay. This is how, this is, we're a church. This is what we do. All of a sudden, you know, I get old, I have children- Paul's dead. Here comes another letter from the Apostle John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Ephesus Baptist Church, and he gives me this, and I find out, okay, if I'm dividing correctly, I'm understanding that this is something that's going to be crazy. It's not. It doesn't line up with Paul, because Paul's my apostle. John's not my apostle. According to the scripture, Paul's the apostle of the Gentiles. So I'm getting something that, wow, this is very Jewish. If I'm reading Revelation 2, this is very Jewish. I'm not a Jew. This isn't applicable to me. Even though... But I can still learn the doctrinal truth of Revelation. Okay. Even though it's addressed to the church of Ephesus, you would say, well, it, it's a it's addressed... To the church of Ephesus, but it does not apply. It's addressed to, to our the... church. See, what I'm saying, yeah. Like in order, in order. Well, think of this church at Ephesus. They're told in chapter two that it's not of works, but then in this letter that they receive specifically addressed to Ephesus, they say it is of works. Okay, but salvation is not of works, but we're to be careful to maintain good works. Correct. Okay, so right. I guess the question is, in when he's calling them back, when he's calling them, when he says that they've fallen and they're to repent and do the first works, you know, I just didn't see that as 
speaking of salvation because he says, I will remove thy candlestick out of its place except thou repent, which means the candlestick is in its place and it is lit, right? Because there's these seven candles, candlesticks. Is it, is it lit now? Is it lit now? This is a... I'm 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 just I'm being Switzerland. Right. I don't sure. know. If this is seven church ages, mm-hmm. then this candlestick is not lit anymore. No, honestly, I, here's what I think. Yeah, I think with each age, I think the candlesticks are the timepiece of church age history. Okay. And with each age is the removal of the candlestick, and we're at that last ready, the last bit of light of the gospel. So this Laodicean church, which existed in AD 96, was functioning just like churches of AD 2023, because this isn't speaking prophetically of a church age. So this church was functioning in the first century, behaving just like we do today. So, because we agree, these are seven yeah. literal letters written to being seven lukewarm, sure, churches l- being in that era, and, and but so they forth. also embody what will unfold through church history. That's, I mean, that's how I understand it. But so, I understand the Jewish. So, but I get the Jewish stuff too. That's the stuff that I'm like, oh no, I'm still trying to square it. How do I? How do I? And I'm not trying to pound a square peg into a round hole. I'm just, how do I? you know, deal with these obvious references, which you won't find anywhere in the epistles, nowhere will you find them. How do you deal with them? How do you deal with the fact that your name can be blotted out? How can you deal with the fact that you're only going to get the blessing if you're faithful to the end? Well, that means Solomon isn't going to get... What I have to do is I have to... I have to stand in a place, and then I have to interpret everything by that place, because that's how you prove all things, right? So I would have to, and we can't. I can't do this at this very moment, obviously, but I would have to say, okay, I'm going to postulate that this is referring to churches that are in the future. Here's all I'm saying. It can't refer to churches that actually existed in AD 96. It can't, because of the doctrinal issues you bring up. Well, also so it, the book of Hebrews, the doctrine is not for Hebrews today. Sure, no. because there's neither Jew nor Greek. That's right. Well, no, no, no. I'm just talking about if an unsaved Hebrew... <laughs> no, in sorry. the church. If in an the church. Unsaved, so why does he bring up, then talks about the Jews, or say they're Jews and are not, and he calls that blasphemy. What were you looking at? In Smyrna. They're in the church age, but we're supposed to be in the church age, which there is neither Jew nor Greek, but Jesus is upset about those who say they're Jews and are not. Give me the first. Okay. Revelation 2.9. Yeah. Okay, the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not. Okay, Jesus calls that blasphemy. Would you agree to that? Mm-hmm. Okay, obviously we just read it. If this is during the church age, where there's neither Jew nor Gentile. Sure, I why follow. Would, why I would follow. Jesus be believe, upset about that? You see okay, what I'm saying? I so, believe every reference to him that overcometh is the mark of the beast. To him that overcometh. Mm. To him that overcometh. In other words, does not take the mark. Does not take the mark. Sure. Okay. So th- that is to him that overcometh. Okay. okay. He does not take the mark. And the Jews mentioned in verse nine are ones that did. So here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that if 
you hold your view consistently, you cannot have churches that exist in 96 AD that are being written to. Neither can you can it apply to both. It can apply to church age mm. and to seven churches that existed in the tribulation because there's division between the two and there's doctrinal difference between the two. Well, what I was saying is, would that not be the same for the book of Hebrews? Because a Hebrew can't read Hebrews today and do some of the things that are mentioned in Hebrews Agreed. and mm-hmm. be saved. Well, and then what it about James? To, it says to labor, to enter into the rest. Mm-hmm. That's not for this age. Do you James look, to do you look at James tribes. the same way? James is a tribulational. I believe starting in Hebrews, okay, I'll just go on record. Yeah. I believe beginning in Hebrews through the rest of the Bible, it's all tribulation and kingdom. It's got it's it's all instruction for the tribulation. First and second Peter, Jude, uh, the book of James. That's why Martin Luther called it the Epistle of Straw, because mm-hmm, he couldn't mm-hmm. understand the works. Mm-hmm. Well, that's tribulation. It goes back to a works based mm-hmm. salvation in the tribulation. Uh, so I believe beginning in Hebrews, the focus of the Word of God once again goes upon the Jew, and. Um, Very similar in the book of Revelation. Yes. Well, John's not our apostle. Now, that doesn't mean, again, we have, you know, that doesn't mean we can't, because the Bible says all scripture is profitable. You know, I'm loving the book of Hebrews, even though it isn't written about me, because it's teaching me about God. That's it. That's it's teaching me that's about That's the key him. point. Okay. Yes. Right. Because people who get wacky about, um, I guess you call him hyper Yeah, what he just you said. You only follow the If it's not about me, Paul, if it's not about yeah, me. Yeah, Feltic said that. If right. you, yeah, you only, you only the, read the epistles of Paul. But the Bible's not about me, the Bible's about him. That's right. right. It's about right, God. Right, 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 right. So, right. and I, I just want to continue because I think this has been the most fun discussion because this is one of the only ones where we're kind of in disagreement. And well, but, you know, I... I'm just being Switzerland, so... <laughs> I now again, these are nothing that I would preach in your churches. This is I haven't even really preached these things in my own church. You're a member of Truth Baptist, and you subscribe to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just kidding. What I'm saying is, is that just over the last couple years, as I've really tried to grasp right division, and just what does the Bible say? What does it say? Not what I want to massage it into, which is really, really important. Oh, man. What does it say? Just what does it say? Not what I think it means. Don't infer it. Don't, what does it say? What does it say? And all I'm mm. saying is, is that in each one of these letters, there are things that I can't seem to fit into this age. That is fair. Now, if the two of you never come to the stand where I am on these... It is not going to change one well, can thing. I say, can it's not going to change one bit. Can of... I say that to me, if, a, if a, a man comes to a passage and has a different interpretation of it, I know that like modern trigger, you know, people get triggered because yeah, something's different, yeah. but um, I'm not going to censor my brother and not have him... Come preach well, the Bible. Well, they the passage in Ecclesiastes say, "Well, how can two unless they be agreed?" Amos. Well, we can't agree on this, so right. forget it. We right, just right, can't right. fellowship anymore. Right. You know, it just it just isn't so. Again, we're talking about days that none of us are going to be here. Yes. So, um, and 
And, to and me, I don't think by this, it, let's say my view is correct. Does it change any instruction change for us for this age? Does it does it change any any instruction for the church? Um, no. no. Okay, would you agree with this? This is what I teach our church. We can't we can't structure our churches. Am I using the right word when I say polity, mm-hmm. meaning how we function? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't structure that from the Book of Acts. No, we don't. Exactly. There's a lot in the book of Acts, speaking in tongues, their daughters are prophesying, and mm-hmm. there's lots of things which does not dictate our, I use the word polity, and I'm not even for sure if I'm using the right, not our- I think it's using it right. Am yeah. I using that right word? Am I using yeah. that word correctly? Yeah, polity is your politic, how you function. Okay. Yeah. It tends to apply to ways of order, like congregational style or- Right. So yeah. we don't subject ourselves to the book of Acts. Because we understand that Acts is a transitional book. Mm -hmm. I also don't do it from the book of Hebrews, because um, I understand that the book of Hebrews is not instruction for us during this age. At the same time... So where I do get it from is from the epistles, because I believe that is where I structure the governance of our church is Mm -hmm. from the epistles. Mm -hmm. And so... um, how do I structure our church's polity, I mm-hmm. keep using that word, from Revelation 2 and 3? Right. Like, are there mm. any mention? There's no... I'm not aware of deacons in Hebrews. No. Or James. Mm-mm. No, they don't use the word bishop. They wouldn't even know what that is. That is a... Uh, they use the word elder. Okay. That's what they use. Sure. That's what they understand. Elder goes all the way back to Moses. And you just have to... Like, if you're thinking... Um, nuts and bolts, you know, what, what, how will Jewish believers assemble in the tribulation? Well, honestly, probably in small groups of people. Sure. In, in quote unquote churches. Churches. Yeah. I get that. I get that. But rewiring is a difficult enterprise in a finished house. So, you know, as I'm... (laughs) And again, I don't look at this... I don't look at this podcast that we all need to be in agreement. No way. That's no way. That's the, what, what's the point yeah, yeah, yeah. to have a podcast if everybody agrees all the time? Mm. So, um, but but I think I think we have discussed for today. Now, we're not done with this. I think, as you know, we take the next time and we yeah. think- We're not and, done with this. We're, we're not, we're not, not no, no. this horse. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is like- what I'm saying is, all right, moving on, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. because this is right. the first time you two have heard these things. So it's not fair to just, here it is, and then you haven't had any chance to think on it or meditate or ponder, or even the listener. Um, so I think our next episode, we continue to talk about this, and then we'll have another couple weeks to just contemplate and think, and including myself, sure. Good. because... I want to be right, That's and I, I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying that in my study, this is where I feel that I'm standing right now, but... Can I ask a question? Yay. Good. The answer is always... Stop saying that. The answer is always yes. No, but when you say, can I ask a question, that affords the other person an opportunity to inhale and exhale and think. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Do you... And you know, off the record, because are there any... We have thousands of listeners. Right, thousands. Not off the record. Are there any other pastors that you have run this by? No. Okay. All right. 
So I do not, a, no other so pastors you've first. heard this from. I do not. Um, I have not read this anywhere. I have for years now. Now there's a man in our church that he and I have discussed this. Yeah, mm. and this is where he believes, and we've discussed it together. Uh, I won't mention his name only because I don't want to, you know. Um, so we have discussed this together for, wow, a while, year or two, mm. just these, specifically these letters, mm-hmm. these, these seven letters. Epistles. Now I have, epistles. I have preached to our church that I don't fully understand all the Jewish references mm-hmm. and I don't understand why they're there. So, um, but I have not mentioned this to any other pastor. There's a man in our church, again, who we often discuss the Bible, and we have discussed this, and... I mean, I'm going to immediately start digging and trying to find, okay, is this, are there any other, and not, not to validate or invalidate, but if there are others who have, okay, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. So, to be fair to anybody and everybody, if someone comes up and says something, this is what I believe the Bible teaches, and there's no record anywhere of anybody ever in history coming up with this conclusion, then I should prove all things, you know, and dig at it. So sure, I want to. Sure. I just want to dig at it and see, mm. you know, because I'm not. I'm in the same place you are. I just want to know what the Bible teaches. That's right. It's not right. about being right or right as opposed to king of the mountain. It's about knowing this is what the Bible teaches. Because if if we'll come to the the Bible simply with a heart of faith and simply uh, interpreting what does the Bible say, you know, according to what it says, comparing scripture to scripture, um, the Lord is the one who holds the key of David, right? Revelation is going to bring that up. He holds the key. And the Lord opens and closes. So. And these letters say that there's a place where the seat of Satan is. Well, where was that historically? The seat of Satan. We know where it's going to be, mm-hmm. but where has it been? Mm. Sometime in the church age, Satan had a seat somewhere. And which church was that? Uh, the seat of Satan. It says where the seat of Satan is. Where's that? That is... Um... Um, but isn't that like Babylon. I mean, hasn't the kingdoms of the earth are currently his to begin with? It's somewhere in these two letters. It is. Uh, it's not. Uh, we're, I'm drastically trying to... I keep reading synagogue. Well, Satan. yeah, synagogue of Satan. That happens twice. Verse. Maybe that's the synagogue. I thought it was... It uses and again, it does, synagogue is an expressly... Jewish term. Yep. Mm. Yep. Which say they are Jews and are not. Mm-hmm. Look it up on your Bible app, Big Josh. I'm about to. I could it's be Satan's wrong. Satan's seat, seat or seat of Satan. Um, huh. 2.13. 2.13. Satan's seat. I know thy right. works and where thou dwellest, so this even is where Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr who was slain among you. Okay, so Satan again, dwelleth. there you have like the name... Of a man named Antipas, right? So Antipas, to consistently interpret, would have to be someone who, because this is, we're in the church age, 
at the time of this writing, but it's not church doctrine. It has to be all f- has to be future. But the death of this man Antipas was at a different time. It says was right in the days in those days where an Antipas was mm-hmm. my faithful martyr. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's speaking of a different time, even yeah. in those days. I mean, again, conventional wisdom is Satan's seat is, you know, Constantine's marriage of church and state, Roman Catholicism. Well, doesn't Second Thessalonians 2 tell us where the seat of Satan will be during the tribulation? No, I got to turn there. Hey, how much more time we have? Second Thessalonians. <laughs> as long as I can hold my bladder, to be honest with you. What is it? Second Thessalonians? <laughs> Not much longer. 2 4? Second uh, Thessalonians two four, who opposes is... and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's I mean I think I think we would all agree that speaking of the Antichrist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Huh. Well, that's fun. Well, this has been. A very wonderful opportunity. And also, we have to say to the church at whatever place, these Jews are going to be scattered. Right. I I do. So, just because it's Thyatira doesn't mean that they're in Thyatira. It could be because, I mean, they're going to be. Do those those cities even exist anymore? Oh, well, spiritually, they do, right? Spiritually, spiritually, Sodom. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. Because I believe the, the church that Josh pastors is. First Baptist Church, now meeting as truth. They're oh, the yeah. continuance of what was originally First started in, in Jefferson. Yes. Um, so just because these places are listed again, tribulation period, these Jews are going to be scattered everywhere. Hmm. So in my mind, that church where it talks about where Satan's seat is, wherever the Antichrist sets up his. That's where that church... Mystery Babylon. That's where that church You're is. You're saying they're at Jerusalem. They're at Jerusalem. There's a, there's a church there where the seat of Satan is, and they're called to be faithful. Sure. Or else, whatever city that was, Satan had a throne there. Uh, mm. That's pretty significant. We're not talking about Diana the goddess, or... We're yeah, talking yeah. about where Satan's Satan himself yeah. is. Um. Okay, anyway, we probably should wrap her up. This that is probably the longest one we've done. That's fantastic. So, well, you got to end us. You got to give us some kind of inspiring right. finish. Well, to come back. Beg people not to leave because they've heard these things. That's but right. To come back. Hey, you know, I'm thankful uh, for you for both of you, and this is fun. I enjoyed it, and but I'm thankful that we can open up the scriptures and discuss truth. You know what I mean? And clearly see things that are taught that might also jive against what we've always Well, believed. and retaining so, the same authority. The authority is what does the Scripture say? What does the Scripture say? Yep. So, Well, listener, thank you uh, for listening and hope you enjoyed this episode and many more to come um, as we are still embarking through this journey of the book of Revelation. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time here on Backwards Theology.